0: Hello, and welcome to Biopod, the official podcast for the School of Biological Sciences here at the University of Edinburgh. My name is Alistair, and I'm excited to introduce our next episode on campus conservation. Today, Hamio will discuss rewilding and conservation efforts around the King's Building campus with Dr. Sophie Haupt the Facility Manager of the University of Edinburgh Plant Growth Facility.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode on the conservation work at the King's Building Campus of the University of Edinburgh. I am Hamel from Bioport, today Dr Sophie helped the Manager of Edinburgh University Plant Growth Facility is joining us to talk about what's happening in a corner of the campus. Welcome Sophie.
2: Um, Hi, how meow, and thank you very much for inviting me for a biopod session. Um, What would you like to know?
1: Um, uh, So Sophie, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and what position that has led you uh, to be here today?
2: Um, I have been part of the School of Biological Sciences for quite a while. I started my job as planned growth facility manager in August 2007, and um, yeah, I'm still here. I really like my job, and it's very interesting and uh, it never gets boring. There's always something new, and of course, I am working with quite a a lot of very nice people within the Institute of Molecular Plant Sciences, um, within the School of Biological Sciences and also from other schools on campus.
1: Mm, Could you tell us a little bit like um, what kind of jobs that you're doing?
2: Um, Within the facility we are split between supporting research and teaching. We Mm -hmm. have um, research projects which are spread throughout the facility from um, work On high containment level within the grow dome to um, gross rooms cabinets and with our glass house we have a little plot outside as well for outside growing Um, and we also are supporting um, teaching practicals, so we are growing quite a lot of planned materials for student mm-hmm. practicals, and of course on a yearly basis we have an influx of honours students projects, master students projects, and quite a lot of PhD students who are using the facility to support their research projects.
1: Wow, okay. so you're helping a lot of people that's doing the research. Are you also uh, like a part of any research yourself?
2: Um, I'm mainly managing the facility. Um, mm-hmm. But our, our work is also to support people when, when a new grant, for example, starts and people are diversifying and not just growing Arabidopsis. That's very interesting mm-hmm. for us because then yeah. it's the whole process of a new species that needs to um, be grown in the facility. So we need to develop um, an optimizing growth conditions and there's at times a phase of trial and error. And uh, we are always um, very happy when somebody is, tr- well, adding to our plant families in the in the facility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I've seen the area around um, the Radford and the Waddington building at the southeast corner of the campus, and um, that seems to have changed over the past one year that I've been here. So could you tell us what is happening there?
2: Maybe we need to go out little bit back into the history. So before we started um, rebuilding our um, our buildings within the School of Biology we used to have um, a very different setup from glass houses and outdoor research plots and most of our outdoor spaces which contained um, a student allotment, research plots, um, an orchard, wildflower meadows and a pond are now either below or underneath the New Waddington extension or under the road. So we have lost quite a lot of outer space. Oh, that's and really sad. <laughs> and we kind of um are trying now to regain outer space mm-hmm. by trying to convert the remaining area back to um well mainly a wildflower and area for conservation which will also allow uh, connectivity between the golf course green areas and the existing um, green areas on the campus.
1: Well, are we going to connect the campus to the golf course? It's just course?
2: as a wildlife corridor. Oh, so that would be nice for yes. this,
1: any little H- animal like hedgehogs. <laughs>
2: yes, so um, we've started this work in March this year, mm-hmm. and of course, as you know yourself, our first task was to remove the compacted hardcore yeah. that some um, building companies had left behind from the mm-hmm. area that was used to store building materials. And we worked for three months and did yeah. just nothing else than um, taking away gravel, removing concrete. Um, yeah things that people had left behind and tried to get back to the soil surface.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we were very lucky because we had a lot of support from our landscaping department mm-hmm. with heavy machinery. I think if we would have been left to our own devices to do all this by hand, <laughs> yeah. it would probably
1: yeah.
2: have taken a lot, lot longer.
1: Yeah, I've I'll, I'll been joining the group of people, we have quite a lot. like. Uh, a dozen of people just working for the entire months to remove all the granules, right? But, yeah, but I see big changes, because like, um, earlier this year, we just, like as you said, big rocks and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming more back to life, and at least some grass is growing. <laughs>
2: yes, we because we have had the chance to remove all the building rubble, Actually, all the seeds that were still stored in the ground had a chance over oh. summer to germinate. Mm-hmm. And then we also have overseeded the whole area with a mixture of grass seed and wildflowers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would say half of the area we already can see um, how the whole ground is transformed because we have grass areas, wildflower areas, and Also, after applying for saplings from the Wildlife Trust we have now started to plant the hedge to kind of shield off the area towards the road, so that if wildlife returns there is a natural barrier and maybe also protective barrier so that um, the cars are not going to have a negative impact on any wildlife returning to this part.
1: Yeah, that sounds very promising. I can't help to wait next year and to see what will happen in the spring. Uh, Yeah, so let's go back a little bit, like uh, at the point, when did you start to think about the initiative of starting the conservation work? Um, I think
2: probably since two or three years. But during lockdown, it was quite difficult because I had a fair idea of how much work is involved in trying to get this out of the ground, which also means you you need to have people that are going to be doing the work with you. Mm -hmm. And so this year, it just felt like a good opportunity to, um, to give it a go. Also, we had a large intake of new PhD students within the Institute and yeah. uh, as you know, we we have quite a nice community within the Institute mm-hmm. and it just felt like there are people who would do the work and uh, enjoy it, mm-hmm. so yeah. And we've been here now and have been doing it for, for nine months and they are really are the first results that you can see because it starts to look different, it's yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we started, like, uh, you came up with the initiative, like, uh, three or four years ago. And then we only started, like, this year because the time has come and um, the lockdown is gone and people are back. Yes. So, yeah, I think everything will just start reviving, yeah, Yeah. that spring even more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's good to have um, a group of people that are enthusiastic yeah, yeah, and absolutely. really committed, because, yeah. um, I mean, if if you just list down the jobs we did at the beginning, like wreaking mm-hmm. um, gravel for weeks and weeks and then this was followed by um weeding out sizzles and nettles yeah. and it's not exactly um you really need to be committed to to go yeah, and do yeah, that in yeah, your you lunchtime every day so mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah so you're talking about the people are all the people uh, in our group or from the same institute of Ims?
2: Um, I would say most people that are coming are from IMSS mm-hmm. we also have members from the um, teaching or bio- biology teaching organization mm-hmm. who are coming and helping out and then facility yeah. members from plant growth facilities mm-hmm. um, what is really nice is that we have kind of everybody coming we mm-hmm. have PhD students we mm-hmm. have honor students that came whilst they were here and joined us visitors Technical staff, group leaders. It's just, um, yeah, it's very lovely to to just see everybody yeah. mixing and being mm-hmm. outside and uh, enjoying the opportunity to have some fresh air during the day. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it sounds really lovely that everyone that's genuinely interested can just come along and uh, mm-hmm. spend a lovely lunchtime with your your friends yeah. and uh, also interact with the nature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, could you tell us about what specifically has been doing since like, earlier this year?
2: Um, so, the general idea is to try to get the landscape back to a biodiversity rich area. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to stick to native species um, and Have a combination of an area that is for conservation and biodiversity, so we are going to be pollinator friendly and encourage uh, small wildlife back into the area. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also want to have the area for us as people for a space to go out, have lunch, or sit. Yeah, where in good Scottish weather you can Mm -hmm. maybe take your papers out and read them outside. Yeah, so it's it's to benefit everybody and uh, for that end we are going to add some raspberries raspberries oh yes raspberries (laughs) and uh, other soft fruit bushes into the area as well so it's not only the wildlife that can come and graze it's it's hopefully as well for us things to you know just go and pick a little handful of berries over summer
1: yeah i see the green patches behind the greenhouse Um, uh, behind the warrington building and it's a, a tiny small one but we expect that it can extend more with the working area and then to the extent to the golf
2: course um you're talking about our little vegetable garden yeah <laughs> um this has just been a very opportunistic um creation because um this is an area that had not been landscaped after the building has been started to occupy, be occupied by us, and we just asked the landscaping department if it is possible for us to just use the ground and try Mm -hmm. and see if we can grow some vegetables, Mm -hmm. just for a bit of fun actually. And again, we had a lot of support and we were given for free some compost Mm -hmm. that covered basically the building rubble and uh, yes you know yourself we've been quite successful we had (laughs) potatoes and onions and leeks and uh, cabbages crochets. yeah yeah it was kind it was enough for us to actually cook soup for all of us
1: yeah this is really great fun and it was really good fun yes Uh, yeah and beneficial of working as a phd student here you can
2: grow your own vegetables (laughs) and i think again it's a It's nice for us as a community that we have this opportunity because, as you know yourself, Mm -hmm. we are an institute where people come from many, many different countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is also an opportunity to to see how to cook, what grows in Scotland, what it tastes (laughs) like. It's, again, something where we all spend time outside. But the good thing is because we are as many people as we are Mm -hmm. um, there's always enough people there to do the things that need to be done so i think it's very important that you you come to the point where you have a critical mass of people who are interested in this and then it kind of works out really well
1: so earlier this year we first started with removing all the big rocks and then what else did the group do
2: Um, After the raking, we had a week or two where we were just removing sissels because they had self-seeded very successfully over the past two summers, so Mm -hmm. there were large areas where it was just stingy nettles and sissels. And in order to allow our plants that we were s- sowing out a seed to have a fair chance to germinate and establish mm. themselves. We had to, to remove all that, yeah. which was uh, prickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all ended up double gloving,
0: so yeah. you're yeah. not getting
2: stung all the time. Mm. <laughs> and after that, we actually had a really good fun part, which was sowing the seeds. Unfortunately, because we of all the timing, we then spent a lot of time in the summer watering the area so that actually things to germinate. But I think we had two weeks after sowing, the yeah. first excitement of starting to see the grass germinating <laughs> and yeah. then a really lovely green carpet developing. So I think it's yeah. a you know it's very um it's very nice to see the happiness it brings yeah, to yeah, people yeah. to just see plants germinating. <laughs>
1: So just after the grass, I also have seen some um, new saplings around the grassland.
2: Yes, we were surprisingly successful to apply for um, four hundred and twenty saplings to build to grow a hedge, mm-hmm. just to basically mark the edge of our area mm-hmm. and to provide a kind of safety buffer to the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, more than half of them have been planted over two weekends. And uh, unfortunately now the weather has um, kind of thrown a little spanner into the works because the ground was frozen and now it's Christmas, so we will start again (laughs) in January, I think, if the weather is with us to just Mm -hmm. do the last bit. Yeah. But yeah, that's a double hedge, double row hedge that is Mm -hmm. gone into the ground.
1: So we already have established uh, the little meadow and then the lovely hedge around there. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do after Christmas?
2: Well, apart from finishing the hedge, we have also got eight apple trees that are going to be put, planted into the ground. Oh, apple trees. Oh, yes, apple wow. trees. <laughs> um, just to, um, try to get back the orchard area that we used to have
1: mm-hmm.
2: were growing in pots and they flowered and fruited last year. So hopefully once they're in the ground, they will really grow and, uh, provide us with apples every autumn and then we have more raspberries that need to be planted and Mm -hmm. also gooseberries and blackcurrants so yeah i can see some jam making coming up yeah some jam making Mm
1: -hmm. yeah how long does it take for a raspberry to grow into Um,
2: (laughs) so the raspberry canes we have have been kindly donated to us been donated to us by richard Oh. Milne and Nenya mm-hmm. and uh, well they were fruiting in the pots so they produce fruit every year wow. so I think maybe a small amount of jam could maybe be made <laughs> next year but then um, as we have quite a large area we probably can um, mm-hmm. increase the area that is covered yeah. by raspberry canes mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I think it's a uh, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, so just I'm really excited. Very browsing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't wait for the next spring. So we have the meadows and we have the hedge around. So uh, you're talking about we are talking about the vegetable patch. Are mm-hmm. they connected? Uh, also part of the.
2: Um, well, okay. it's pretty much the same people who are doing the biodiversity project mm-hmm. are also the same people who um, come and look after the vegetable patch yeah. and vice versa Okay. so yeah but it's um, yeah anybody is welcome so we could use more hands the other thing is once kind of the area is established the maintenance it's mm-hmm. not going to be maintenance free because we had quite a few weeds that have spread a lot and we also have a problem of horsetail so we we, we will need for a few years to come just um, gently yeah. remove mm-hmm. anything that is overgrowing the plants that we are actually yeah
1: i can see that happening <laughs>
2: yes. so i think it will be a few more years of nettles and sizzles <laughs>
1: yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah i really wish like more people can come back when we establish the environment and uh just extend our
2: active area (laughs) for the building i think we have started and it's kind of possible to just push out the boundaries in each direction Mm -hmm. so because we have a really good landscaping department i think we'll have ample opportunity to um, discuss with the landscapers Mm -hmm. as to what else we could do but I think it's a it's kind of one step at a time approach and our first step looks like we are halfway accomplished what we set out to do which is a really nice feeling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel really lucky just uh, starting here and working on um, part of the community. Yeah, I hope more people will join us.
2: (laughs) I hope so too.
1: All Alright, so Thank you so much for joining us, Sophie. It's really great fun to chat with you and we appreciate the work that people are doing.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Biopod. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Biopod Edinburgh, Instagram and Facebook. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day and I look forward to you joining us next time. Bye for now.